Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Edwin. Andrew. It's the middle of the week. Yes, it is. It's Wednesday. It is. We are walking through Matthew chapter 8 together on this week of Text Talk. Yes, we are. And we are so glad that people have joined us for the study, the talk, the devotion today. We love it when people people rate the podcast review the podcast and that actually Share helps the people, podcast that actually helps people find it us helps and learn more about the word it. of god that's exactly so right it's, it's not about you know pumping us up it's about getting the message out Yes, and so whatever their motive is, we would like for them <laughs> to rate and review and share the sure. podcast. I mean, if you want to pump us up, we like that too. <laughs> you can do that too, but it is about God. We, we know that. And it's about the Word, which, uh, what are we reading today? Matthew chapter 8, we're going to read verse 14 through 22. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. Does that mean Peter was married? That means Peter was married. Yeah, I think so. We don't have to talk about that today. When Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now, When Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side, and a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Well, now I want to talk about if Peter was married. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. No, I'm, I, uh, yeah, he, he was married. I, you know, in this reading, I just see again uh, the continuation of Jesus working his power uh, to heal. You know, he has this incredible power and he uses it benevolently. I mean, it's always to heal and to help and to build up. It's a, it's a wonderful thing that says something about his heart and that he came to seek and to save the lost. I notice too what you have going on here is the kind of these methods of healing. Mm. All right, so we started the chapter and we talked about this Monday with the leper and pointed out that Jesus touched him mm. to heal him. Yesterday we were talking about the centurion servant. And Jesus did not go to the house and touch that fellow, but by a word. And there's healing. We go to the mother. In fact, the centurion said, if you just say Yeah, the word. if you just say it. I mean, that was the point. Uh, with the mother-in-law, we see again where he's gone into the house. It says he touched her and the fever left her. But then for the multitudes that I guess they came to, to Peter's house or came there close by for healing, uh, he cast out the spirits with a word. And so he he touches sometimes, he speaks at other times. He has power over the physical and over the spiritual. He has power over everything. Isaiah 53 mentions that the suffering servant was going to carry the sorrows and bear the diseases. Mm -hmm. And Matthew calls that to mind. He said, hey, you remember that suffering servant we read about in Isaiah 53? You see what's happening Mm -hmm. here with Jesus? Mm -hmm. He is showing himself to be that guy. Uh, And now... Keep in mind, back in Isaiah 53, even though he was bearing the diseases and carrying the sicknesses, we esteemed him smitten and afflicted. 
So that should be, if, if we know that prophecy, we should be expecting, even if we're, this is the first time we've heard about Jesus and reading through Matthew, we should be thinking, oh, okay, wait a minute, this may not end well. As you were reading, though, it seems like people are wanting to sign on at this point. And this amazing teaching in Matthew, recorded for us in Matthew 5 through 7, and now we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, we, we see these echoes of the sermon even in his very practice as he moves on from there. And with the amazing miracles, uh, people are coming forward and saying that they want to follow him and follow him wherever he goes. Uh, when I was reading verse 10, 18, it says he gave a command to depart to the other side. Um, Capernaum, of course, is a fishing village, and it's right there on the water of the Sea of Galilee. Apparently, he's saying, I'm leaving town. And to go to the other side means we're going to take a boat and leave town. So you've got people in the community, and they're nearby saying, but I want to go too. I want to go wherever you will go. I'm surprised at what the Lord says here. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't say, all right, come on, sign up. Here's the dotted line. Well, let's get another boat then. Let's all go. What? If you're trying to build a movement, Edwin, why would you say things that, I mean, at least to my ears, seem to be discouraging people? I I mean, you can follow me, but the mattresses are hard. Yeah. You you can go sleep where I sleep, but it's kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) How how do you see this going along with that teaching uh, in Matthew 6, where he talks about how the grass is clothed so beautifully and the the birds always have plenty. God takes care of all that. And you're more important than a bird. But, but, but here he says, foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Well, you've just highlighted the narrow gate and the difficult way of following Jesus. And it goes back, I can't remember if we said this, if we, if we were talking about that passage, when, when we were talking about that passage on anxiety, but when he says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added, I know one of the things I've always thought is, look, I believe God is going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. My fear is that he's not going to take care of me to the standard of living to which I have become accustomed. Mm. And yeah. the, wow. the, the yeah. idea that if I follow Jesus, that... You know, I mean, what if it does become food and clothing and that's it? Yeah. You know, Paul is actually going to say something about that, that if I have food and clothing, that's that's good. I'm good. (laughs) No, that's exactly right. If we have food and clothing, we're thankful and we know that God has been faithful and he has not forsaken people uh, that that have that kind of standard of living. And of course, there's also the aspect of this that I know I often overlook. And that's the fact that, you know. God really has had saints that he let die. Mm-hmm. And we, oh, wait a minute, I thought he was going to provide everything they needed. Well, he did. He provided the kingdom. And sometimes in the mercy and grace of God as being a part of his plan to bring him glory, mm-hmm. the way a Christian gives glory to God is through death. Paul talked about the fact that he had days without food and nights without sleep. And there throughout history have been Christians that when persecuted have been starved to death. There are disciples who, when they needed in order to live another day, oxygen, um, clothing, food, their head to stay on their body. Right. These are necessities. God 
allowed the persecutors to disrupt that. And so, uh, again, th- this is my fear. Oh, I, I believe God will give me all that I need. Mm-hmm. What if what God decides I need, though, is to um, die for him mm. or be hungry for him. You go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8 when God talks to Israel about why he gave the manna. It actually starts with, I let you be hungry mm-hmm. so that you would know. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm glad that you're bringing out this this contrast and, and the pragmatic of sometimes how this looks. And that's this is really what Jesus is calling to mind. Hey, cost of discipleship. Yeah, it wasn't an easy way. He had preached a narrow, difficult way, and now he's... He's putting some legs on that when he explains, I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Or what about this other fellow? Oh, well, but before we go well, to the other okay, fellow, let me just say this. Let me just say this. This doesn't mean that in order to be a faithful Christian, you have to be homeless. It, I appreciate you saying he, that. He is pointing out, though, that that may be where he it, leads at it times. It could mean that. Yeah. Okay. The that. next guy. Well, yeah. And so uh, I guess in hearing these teachings of Jesus— um, we we need to be prepared that following him is not always going to be what we would expect. Rainbows and buttercups. Particularly for this victorious Messiah. Yeah. His kingdom and living for him may look very different than what we would first think. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse 21, another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus Seems said, reasonable said, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Wait, he said what? (laughs) That does seem a little harsh. Yeah. I know he's not anti-family and family obligations because Mm -hmm. he did just heal a mother-in-law. Yeah. Which I know you don't want to talk about that. But Peter was married. (laughs) But he was. But he was. And 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 Jesus uh, brings some some relief and blessing to that home by healing a mother. So he's not anti-family. No. And in fact, he even uh, you know gives a commandment about honoring father and mother, and that's a you know that's a biggie. Man, that's a biggie. It's that's the a first biggie. one with a promise. There you go. There you go. Well, I so, think <laughs> I think sometimes we come to this one and we start trying to soften it. Well, this is because maybe we don't even maybe the father's not even dead, and he's saying uh, he's saying, this is some type of a term of procrastination. Yeah, I mean, my father's probably going to die in the next five years, and when he does, then I'll, I'll give myself you. to full time following. Yeah, or, or then we talk about well, we need to remember that for us, you know, after a couple of days, we've had a funeral and it's over. But for the Jews, the burial process was a long. Bur- I mean, look, I don't care how you cut any of that. The guy says, "Can I go bury my dad?" And Jesus says, "I mean, not if you want to follow me." If if you're wanting to follow me. So and I think we should not remove. I know we want to make Jesus the the nice little Casper milk toast soft. I don't demand too much. But what this is demonstrating is not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, Mm -hmm. enters the kingdom of heaven. Here's a guy that comes to him and says, Lord, but he actually demonstrates he's got another master. I've got something that takes precedence over you. And that's my family. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that we have to understand. Jesus has just taught you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and family. You can't serve God and ease and convenience. You can't serve God and whatever else. It's it's God. 
as we go on in Matthew, he'll talk about the fact that he did not come to bring peace, but to bring a sword, and that that division will even be in homes uh, between parents and their children. Maybe we're starting to see some of those values being expressed right now. Choose me first before anything else. And what the, the need of following me is going to be is we'll take, we'll take a precedent. Well, here's so at, th- at the same time, I I'm not, I don't I'm, I don't think it's softening this just to say, look, in in all of the scripture, there are other family responsibilities, oh. and there is mourning. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yes, if this yes. guy's about to have somebody to die, then you know the, the comfort is going to be found in the Lord. So, kind of like that caveat you gave a moment ago about it's okay to have a house. It's okay to have family and family obligation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. When I was talking about softening it, I wasn't referring to the fact that when we point out that other passages in the scriptures demonstrate it's not wrong for you to have a funeral for your dad. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's not what I was talking about with softening. When I was talking about the softening is I hear people, as they just try to explain what Jesus was saying here— uh, th- this this word as if it's not as harsh as it actually sounds as yeah. if it's not as stark as it actually sounds I mean it really is because what he is calling us to is not 50% allegiance mm-hmm. not 90% allegiance not even 99% allegiance 100% allegiance yeah. Yeah. and what we have you, you used the phrase a minute ago that I think actually is is accurate here is that this, this man is procrastinating. What, whatever we want to see about this, he's saying, I want to follow you, but first right. I want to do this. Right. And what are we supposed to seek first? Mm-hmm. We're supposed mm-hmm. to seek the kingdom first. He, he doesn't ask as part of seeking the kingdom, can I bury my father? It's I want to follow you, but first but I first. want to take care of this other thing. Yeah. That, that's not to say that in following Jesus, there's not responsibilities to family. And that's... But how do I first? Yeah, I I serve my family and I have responsibilities to family because that's actually a part of kingdom responsibility. Not let me get this family thing taken care of. Then I'll follow you Mm -hmm. wholly Mm -hmm. and completely. And I think that's the really important thing for us to see here. Great day. Great conversation. Thanks for forcing me to clarify on that. How about we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, Andrew? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your word Thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ. We appreciate so much looking at him in Matthew chapter 8 today and certainly being challenged to realize that he is first. And, Father, we must put our trust in him and in you that come what may, Father, you will care for us. We need to keep you first in all things in our life. Help us to do it this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Uh, How about we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer? Is it my turn? I think it's... I think it is. All right. Is it?
No, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. 